The MLB winter meetings are underway in San Diego. The Chicago White Sox have a lot of needs to address, and December has been an active month throughout the organization's history. Uh, some names have already shuffled around, but who could the White Sox target, and why does Michael Conforto's name continue to pop up? Jacob DeGrom got how much from the Texas Rangers? That is a deal that a White Sox fan can't even fathom. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The White Sox have definitely won the offseason uh, before, multiple times. However, it's gotten us zero ALCS or World Series appearances so far. Uh, is Salvi Perez leaving Kansas City to reunite with Pedro Grafol? And why throwing money at problems is not the Southside way, but it should be. Uh, the MLB winter meetings are underway in San Diego. It's been a few years uh, since folks have uh, met in person. A lot of stuff going on, though, already. It was kind of a busy weekend. Uh, Colton Wong uh, traded to Seattle. Here I have Brandon Snide uh, from Lockdown Brewers. We spent a whole episode talking about the potential of maybe uh, the Sox acquiring Colton Wong. Brandon Snyder doesn't think it's going to take terribly much. I think Colton Wong would be a great fit. And uh, sure enough, he leaves uh, for Seattle. So Brandon Snyder was right. Uh, he was not going to be wearing a Brewers uniform in 2023. Sadly, uh, not with the White Sox. Uh, and then free agent starting pitcher Jacob DeGrom signed a massive deal with the Texas Rangers. Uh, wow. Uh, I thought there was something that could have been done to get Colton Wong. Uh, the Sox thought otherwise. Uh, Colton Wong was not going to be the answer to all of the prayers, uh, but he was a reliable, proven second baseman with a left-handed bat. Uh, I don't think the Sox needed to give up uh, very much, but maybe Milwaukee just had no interest in what we had to offer, especially uh, Gavin Sheets. Uh, Rick Hahn has said that improving... Uh, through the trade uh, was the most likely path for the White Sox to address their holes and get better this offseason. Uh, but it takes two teams uh, to get the deal done. Uh, the White Sox do not have a top farm system uh, anymore. That hasn't been the case for a while. Uh, and then how about Jacob DeGrom? He signs this monster deal with the Texas Rangers. I think it's something like the fourth or fifth time that the Texas Rangers have given out a contract uh, over $100 million. Remember the White Sox, one of the few teams out there that have never 
uh, hit that $100 million uh, price tag. Uh, there are so many traditions uh, during this time of year that you have with your family and friends. And one of the least favorite uh, traditions for me as a White Sox fan is sitting on the sidelines uh, watching other teams spend premium money on premium pitching. Uh, the White Sox were not in on Jacob deGrom, obviously, and uh, are not in on any other premium starter because the White Sox do not spend money on starting pitching. They just don't. John Danks getting five years, $65 million, uh, that extension in 2011 after they let uh, Mark Burley walk. Uh, that's got to be the richest contract the White Sox have ever given out to a pitcher. And that was after an unimpressive 2010 by John Danks. Uh, maybe the Texas Rangers, you know, they spend stupid money. Uh, the Phillies owner Middleton has talked about that in the past that, you know, maybe they're just going to spend stupid money and throw money at problems. Uh, maybe the Astros are crazy for giving a Brayu. A sixty million for three years, and that Aaron Judge contract, whenever that happens, is going to be so outrageous uh, that White Sox fans they won't be able to comprehend the monetary details. I, I, the numbers are going to be so big for a White Sox fan's brain, we just it's going to explode. But you know, I I don't know about you, I get so envious of other teams spending premium money and premium talent and filling their needs. Well, the White Sox during this time of the year uh, have they put these self-imposed limitations on themselves. Uh, so this is the first, you know, in-person winter meetings in several years. And uh, the White Sox need to be busy. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're obviously going to have to get uh, creative. Uh, I saw an article by uh, Ken Rosenthal and Andy McCullough uh, in The Athletic recently uh, entitled MLB Pressure, uh, Pressure Watch, 10 Names uh, Under the Most Scrutiny uh, at the Winter Meetings. And in this article, uh, there were some players mentioned, but several general managers were mentioned in the article, as well as uh, a few President of Baseball Operations, Jed Hoyer, was mentioned uh, with the Chicago Cubs in the article. There was no mention of Rick Hahn in the article. And I think there are fans that are a little surprised by that. I kind of was surprised by it. Uh, the White Sox grossly underperformed in 2022. Rick Hahn finally got the opportunity to hire his own manager. The roster has a ton of holes. How will Rick Hahn take advantage of a team uh, that still has a lot of talent, but needs some extra pieces to bounce back uh, at the top of the AL Central. A question that pops up quite a bit, especially during this time of year, is how does Rick Hahn uh, still have his job? And, and I think to answer that question, you have to figure out what are the expectations of his boss, Jerry Reinsdorf? That's the real question. If Jerry's expectations are so low because of the financial limitations he sets, and he does not expect Han to work miracles. Uh, he just wants maybe just a competitive team. Then why would Rick Han's job be in jeopardy? Uh, we have fans that have been pleading with the Sox to be serious, for money to be spent, uh, for Han and even Williams to be gone. But what if Jerry Reinsdorf truly does not care how successful the Sox are in the standings? 
He just cares about if the Sacks continue to make money. So as we wait for the Sacks to make a move, these winter meetings, and we wonder, why does Rick Hahn still have his job? I'm wondering, what are the realistic expectations, the hopes and dreams of Jerry Reinsdorf for the Chicago White Sox? The fact that Hahn has kept his job for so long, one can only assume Jerry's expectations are much, much lower than ours. Uh, rumors and hypotheticals are all the rage right now. I'm going to tell you why Michael Conforto in a White Sox uniform feels almost inevitable. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Uh, from football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and I'm sure you do, uh, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, it's that season once again. Uh, we, we we hear about all these different rumors. You know, people throw out all these crazy hypotheticals and situations. We're trying to create content. And, you know, in terms of the White Sox, if we are to believe Rakan and they are going to be active via trade, well, maybe everybody, you know, nobody's off limits, right? Everybody should be involved and, and names are flying around. Uh, there's one name that was in, is in our division from the Royals. We've seen this player uh, quite a bit. Uh, he's played pretty well against the White Sox. Salvi Perez, uh, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, uh, was speculating that the White Sox could be interested in Salvador Perez due to the Pedro Grifol connection. Uh, we've talked about on this podcast, Salvador Perez respects Pedro Grifol in a way uh, that's beyond kind of my rational thinking. And the fact that Pedro Grifol did not get that managerial job in Kansas City and he has come to the Chicago White Sox could perhaps that motivate Salvi Perez to come to the Sox. You know, we heard about the Sox kicking the tires on Sean Murphy in Oakland. Sox are maybe looking at that catcher position. They desperately have to. I mean, they really have to make a serious, uh, a, a serious decision you know, beyond uh, Yasmati Grandal. Ken Rosenthal kicked some things around uh, in this blurb in this article, ultimately said a trade is most, you know, it's not likely. It's, it's you know, you never know, but it's probably not going to happen. Uh, the Royals uh, not inclined to move Salvador Perez and certainly uh, not to a team in, in their division, he says. Uh, Perez is the last player remaining from that 2015 World Series championship squad. Uh, club officials view him as an important part of the Royals offense and as an asset in the development of their young uh, pitchers. As a player with at least 10 years of service, five with the same club, Perez would have the right to veto any trade. Uh, teams are not even bothering to ask the Royals about him, uh, major league sources say. Uh, Royals catcher MJ Melendez is drawing interest, but he uh, hit 18 home runs as a rookie, also plays left and right field uh, and is under club control for five more years. Uh, the Royals probably not inclined to move him either. Uh, just an interesting situation there, Perez and the Pedro Grifol uh, connection. And then you've got the Michael Conforto stuff. 
This is Michael Conforto's season. Scott Boris is going to get this guy paid somehow, some way. Uh, we have heard about Michael Conforto last offseason before we knew about you know his shoulder issues. Again, he did not play at all in 2021 uh, due to an injury, due to shoulder surgery. Now, this was Jim Bowden in The Athletic recently. Uh, he had an article entitled MLB Hot Stove, uh, Matchmaking, a Free Agent Fit for All 30 Teams Ahead of the Winter Meetings. Uh, and with the Chicago White Sox, you guessed it, Jim Bowden matched up outfielder Michael Conforto, made a prediction of a two-year, $34 million contract with a player opt-out after year one. Uh, this isn't the first time, you know, we've talked about Michael Conforto here on Lockdown White Sox. You have heard his name tossed around quite a bit since the season ended. Uh, an outfielder, a lefty bat. Again, we, what does he have? I'm not terribly, you know, motivated by Michael Conforto. I don't know what he's got left. You know, he, he missed the entire season last year. But for some weird reason, that feels very White Sox. Uh, to go after Michael Conforto. The obsession over a lefty bat, which we do need some balance in the lineup. Corner outfielder, he fits that. Uh, this is what Bowden had to say. The White Sox lost Jose Abreu in free agency, uh, as expected, which allows him to move Andrew Vaughn to first base and use Aloy Jimenez as the, as the DH most of the time. They could use another left-handed bat to better balance their lineup, even with outfielder Oscar Colas, a left-handed hitting top prospect, ex expected uh, to make the team in 2023. Conforto is a perfect fit for the White Sox in the uh, other outfield corner. He has 20 to 25 home run power and is a solid defensive player. Conforto missed the entire 2022 season after having shul uh, right shoulder surgery in April. And I could see the White Sox signing him to a value type short term deal. That's a classic White Sox deal, right? A value, you know. Something on the cheap. Uh, so again, Michael Conforto plays uh, corner outfield, lefty bat. Uh, a lot of question marks, right? Just like this Mike Clevenger situation, a lot of question marks with Conforto. That seems right up the White Sox alley. Uh, keep watch on that. And then rumblings about trading Lucas Giolito to the Tampa Bay Rays for second baseman Brandon Lowe. Uh, trading with the Rays is always dangerous. However, getting Brandon Lowe would check a much-needed box, but how are the Sox going to fill the void of Giolito? I know there are folks completely down on Giolito and have no problem parting ways, uh, but the White Sox will need to make up for those innings, and I don't think they're going to spend money to do it, uh, that's for sure. Are the Sox better with having Davis Martin or Jimmy Lambert or even Ronaldo Lopez in that roster spot? Uh, Bradford Doolittle of ESPN, along with David Schoenfield, wrote... Uh, about this situation, this rumor, this potential happening. Uh, they said Giolito is a good pitcher and a team leader in the White Sox clubhouse, a strong bounce back candidate after a lackluster 2022 campaign. And somebody Chicago, Chicago uh, should think seriously about extending. Without that extension, though, Giolito will be a free agent after next season, which is why he's on trade candidate lists in the first place. Uh, meanwhile, I love the fit for Lowe, provided his defense holds up in a post-shift world at the Keystone and that he's healthy after an injury-riddled 2022 season. Well, that sounds right up the Chicago White Sox alley. Uh, he would add another lefty bat to balance a White Sox lineup that still figures to tilt toward righty hitters. He adds power to a team that struggled. He hit the long ball consistently 
in 2022. All right. I mean, hey, it'd be nice to answer that second base problem. Do we have to trade for it? Stop borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. If the Sox want a quality second baseman or right fielder, spend some money. But this is where we are as a franchise and as a fan base. Uh, the White Sox have been crowned champs of the offseason on multiple occasions since 2016. I'm going to remind you uh, why it got us nowhere. More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe at Lockdown White Sox. We believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays this season. Give yourself the gift and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Lockdown White Sox listeners 40% off a new security system. Uh, but don't put, uh, don't wait on this offer. Uh, Simply Safe is Whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a dollar a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings anytime, anywhere. Don't miss your chance to save big on this award-winning system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash MLB. There's no place, there's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, December happenings. Uh, so November, usually a quiet month uh, for the Chicago White Sox. December, much more active. Uh, you can tie that in, of course, with uh, the winter meetings. You know, sometimes these conversations just start during the winter meetings and we don't see the fruits until later in the month or even into January. Uh, we've seen that over the last several years. Uh, Adam Dunn, we just missed an anniversary for Adam Dunn, December 2nd, 2010. How about that? A Sox signed Adam Dunn to a four-year, $65 million deal. I, I, for one, want to forget about the Adam Dunn era, uh, but that went down uh, just a few days ago uh, in 2010. How about uh, Sox acquiring Nomar Mazzara? Talk about that corner outfield situation, uh, left-handed bat. He hit that big home run when he was a Ranger. Uh, maybe off of Ronaldo Lopez. I feel like it went maybe 500 feet. And then that offseason, the Sox were like, we got, we definitely need to have Nomar Mazzara on the team. Uh, that has happened in December recently. Edwin Encarnacion, how about that name? Uh, boy, uh, Adam Eaton has been traded in December and then signed as a free agent a few years later. We're going to talk more about him later this week. Todd Frazier, Jeff Samarja. Remember that big trade? David Robertson, Melky Cabrera, Ivan Nova. That was that was a big move for the Sox, bringing in Ivan Nova uh, during a December several years back. Yonder Alonzo and John Jay instead of Manny Machado. Who could forget that? Uh, Lance Lynn, probably one of the bright spots uh, that happened several years ago uh, in December uh, via the trade. And, of course, the big Chris Sale uh, trade to Boston essentially for Yohan Mankata and Michael Kopech. Uh, we'll get to that anniversary on the next episode. That has really set the tone 
uh, since 2016 of what's been going on and what hasn't been going on uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked on White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter at Locked On Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. And you can find the Locked On White Sox podcast on our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll continue to look at off-season scenarios for the White Sox as the Pedro Grafol era moves full steam ahead uh, and these winter meetings continue. Also, going to remind us of that big Chris Sale trade uh, six years ago. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski, and until next time, Go Sox!